Hi, my name is Wasif and welcome to The Pumpkin Patch, where we talk about adventures in parenting, as well as health and wellness. It's presented by iCare Pharmacy, where I'm a pharmacist and an owner. So if you have any questions about the podcast or need help with a prescription, you can feel free to text me at 780-705-8871. We provide free delivery as well as expert advice all throughout Edmonton, Sherwood Park, St. Albert, Beaumont, as well as even Stony Plain. So if you do like the podcast, please uh, give us a you know, five-star rating and hit, hit subscribe. Thanks so much for dropping by and uh, I hope you enjoy uh, our little conversation. Thanks. Bye. Do this again. Hi, I'm Wasa from iCare Pharmacy. Welcome to the iCare Podcast. I'm here with uh, two of my friends here. This is, it's kind of a mirror image, so I got to point the opposite direction. That's uh, Kovir. He's an uh, optometrist, and uh, uh, and then that's Harnake below. He's a, he's a teacher. Uh, they're, they're brothers. I don't know if you could tell or not, but they're brothers. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, thanks for coming to the podcast, guys. How's it going? For sure. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, yeah thanks right. for the invite too, Ross. You see, you see my, you see my shirt here. I don't know. It's hard to see, but it no, says uh, no problem. No problem. I'm, I'm trying to kind of build my repertoire of dad shirts to get an early, uh, you know, early start on embarrassing my, my, my kid. So, yeah. uh, so that's the goal of that, right, honey? No. Started embarrassing your kid. Yeah, I know, I know. But oh, uh, eventually you'll get to like Optimus Prime. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, did, I didn't wear my Super Mario Brothers shirt I got from Father's Day last year, so I've just oh. got that shirt. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys about the, your experiences of being dads and that sort of thing. Um, but to start it off, it's always nice to kind of start with a little bit of an icebreaker. So I thought the icebreaker would be, you know, like when we're, when we're a family, there's always like certain like rituals or things that we do with the family on like, say a weekly or monthly basis. But, you know, it's always, you know, fond memories, right? For me, it was like uh, every Sunday we would go to Tim Hortons, buy a muffin and buy some chocolate milk. And we would walk around uh, uh, Castle Downs or Man-Made Lake or whatever down there right and that was always you know I always look forward to Sundays because that was kind of like family time and we got to you know I look forward to my treat and walking the lake and enjoying the weather so that was always kind of a you know what I always looked for um forward to in the week did you guys have any like you know any things like that that was like family time that you guys really enjoyed back in the day so back in the day, uh, it's funny you say that. I think of uh, McDonald's on Saturday mornings, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Dad used to be a taxi driver, and uh, he'd come in on Saturday morning at some times with this uh, hotcakes Happy Meal. Uh, quite often, if I remember, uh, I just remember Saturday being one of those days where we'd get up early to watch cartoons, and then surprise, hotcakes. Oh, nice. <laughs> What about uh, you, Kobe, or any? Yeah, that would be the memory, too, that I was trying to think. Yeah. About. I was trying to rack my brain to sort of see what, uh, what I can remember. But uh, those would be the enjoying ones. That was a nice little surprise for the end of the week. Yeah, nice, nice. And, yeah, so uh, we're, um, like, me and Doreen are about a 
month and month and a half away, right, honey? Okay, just checking. <laughs> so about a month and a month and a half away. And uh, right now the phase we're in is uh, we went to the baby, bye-bye baby, is that where we went? Babies are us. We went to Babies Are Us and they gave us the gun, you know, the magical gun. And they said, here's this gun and shoot as many things as you can. And uh, that's what we did. And yesterday we kind of... Uh, Gun kept crapping out on us. Yeah, the, the, gun, the gun was a horrible experience because it, <laughs> it kept dying. <laughs> so, so we probably, it, it died like three or four times. And then Doreen panicked and saying, oh no, this is a bad omen. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. But uh, anyways, so yeah, we did the gun thing. We uh, painted the nursery and those sort of things. And uh, we did all the carpets. And uh, I'm not really sure. I'm sure there's lots to do, but uh, I don't know really what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just do whatever the white tells me to do. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, but uh, what kind of, I don't know, what, <laughs> I, what what should I be doing to prepare for this uh, upcoming bundle of joy? Well, Colbert, uh, I'll let him go first because he's done it not once, not twice, three times. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with him first and then uh, I'll add in if he missed anything or if I did something that was different. Uh, the, the one big adjustment that, um, that I found was the lack of sleep and the lack oh, yeah. of regular sleep and the lack of long sleep yeah. <laughs> was one of the big things to get, to get adjusted to and accustomed to because at, the, at any whim, you got to get up or any whim, you, you'll be getting up and then try to get as much sleep for power naps as you can. And, yeah. and the other thing that uh, was really, really key was if you don't shower for a day or two or three or four at the beginning, that's okay. That's really? That, that's fine. Just do the little wash face to reapply the deodorant and that's okay. <laughs> nobody's going to point any fingers. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a water glutton and I shower two to three times a day. Uh, yeah, that's probably not going to happen uh, regularly oh, that I can say. Those would be the two biggest things that, that I can remember. Yeah, man, oh, that sounds uh, crazy. How do you do, uh, like, uh, you know, like, you know, Doreen's gonna have to get up and do the breastfeeding and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of more pressure on her in terms of a lack of sleep. What can I do to kind of take that uh, pressure off of her? Um, everything. Yeah. You do everything. You. Yeah. Don't complain. Um, you just, yes, dear, you get it done. And uh, because a lot of things like for us guys, it was more just trying to catch up on sleep. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have the other aspects of uh, childbirth um, that we have to possibly still take care of. And so from my side, anything that happened, it was, no, no, yes, I'm there. Uh, if it's an 11 o'clock drive, to the pharmacy to pick up something like you, you do it uh yeah if it's three in the morning and for us uh we uh had a formula for uh, our son and so in a way that was a little bit different we tried the other way it didn't work as much and so for the rest of his uh bottle feeding days for the year and a bit uh we had this cool coffee machine look-alike that uh, any of us could just get up and press the button and get the formula 
and he was okay with both of us. So I don't know the other side, but I've heard stories where the son or daughter will only be happy if uh, he or she gets to see his mummy. So for you, Wasif, you do anything and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you were going to say, Cobra? Yeah, see, we had the similar experience where the where all three kids had trouble with breastfeeding. So Anshul would pump, and in the middle of the night, then we would take turns feeding. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Kind of get up. She she'd do the early more earlier morning feed. I'd do the kind of later night uh, later night feeds, but you just got to roll with it and do whatever you can and all that you can and just just roll with it. Like even, even the, our, our birth plan didn't go according to any plan, but yeah. at the end of the day, the mom was healthy, the kid's healthy and you just got to roll with it. That's, that was the other, other big advice is tips would be whatever's going to happen. It's going to happen <laughs> as long as you're making yeah. progress, as long as you get into the next thing. Is, the next uh, a lot of it is out of uh, our control. <laughs> Actually, I'm glad Clover just said that too, because that reminded me too, whatever plans we had, the only thing that went according to plan was actually our bag that we had packed before the hospital. Yeah. That was the only thing that went according to plan because in that bag, we put anything and everything that we needed. Uh, by the way, my wife always says, uh, if you know anybody that's about to go, pack your own toilet paper roll too. Oh, that's okay. something you may not think about because they have one there, but it may not be as comfortable oh, but really? have that bag ready and it sounds cliche right but if it's by the door great um that way it's when it's time to go you're just picking it up and going but after that you're right like there's nothing according to whatever you might be thinking oh i'll be home at five from work and i'll take care for an hour maybe get a four hour nap but no no like there's none of that all that's out the window yeah. and as Colbert said too like you just go with the flow our first year we didn't I didn't worry about sleep like she took care of him during the day I came home from work and it was like her break time per se and honestly I don't remember the nights for the first year because it was just the days and it's okay uh, you can hear anyone and everyone say that it's going to be rough but you won't know until you actually experience it but truthfully it's so fun yeah yeah so so what that's you're saying a, is that's that's the other side of the coin too. Just exactly what I touched based on is that you have no idea how much more love you have in your heart until you have that little bundle in your hands and you're thinking, yeah, it's all worth it. All this, all this is totally worth it. And it's yeah, every couple of weeks, every month or so, reach a new milestone. It gets a touch easier, a touch more into routine, touch more. But yeah, you you have no idea until you're right there, and it's the it's the biggest blessing in the world so we we had to feed them every two hours for the first few weeks so which meant we had maybe 90 minutes of sleep and you know you can only get so much sleep in those 90 minutes yeah. but when it within two weeks when it went from two hours to three hour feedings we were like yay we get an extra half hour 45 minutes like those little things just made it worth it and it was you just dealt with it you did it so uh what you're saying is I, I should finish uh, Assassin's Creed before the baby comes. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the weirdest feeling was when they finally sleep through the night 
Yeah. <laughs> it's scariest. It's wonderful. Super Boy. wonderful. You've reached that milestone. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's fantastic. But you think to yourself, is there something wrong with the baby? The baby didn't get up. The baby didn't get up. And it's, it's like you check your, you check your watch. It's like six in the morning. Nobody got you. Did you get up? I didn't get up. Nobody, nobody fed the baby. And then you rush, rush, rush in there. And the baby's still sleeping. He's still nice and fine. Still calm. And so. I know. I, I, Doreen is a little bit of a more uh, nervous personality. So uh, I, I have a, <laughs> I have a feeling for the first few nights, she will just be standing at the crib. Yeah, yeah, the uh, that's that's one of the, the the best and worst thing that we got was a video baby monitor. Oh yeah, yeah. Years and years and years, nobody had monitors, and then they had audio monitors, and now you know video monitors. You can you know, there's infrared monitors you can get now and everything, right? Connected right to your phone, and yeah. those are the worst because all you're doing when you put the baby to bed is staring right at it. You're glued to it. A small yeah. little, a small little murmur from the baby. You're like, oh, is it, is it, is it time to get up? Is it time to go? No. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so uh, the guys kind of touched on it a little bit, but what should I expect on the day of? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Cobra, I don't know if you want to do all three. Ours is just the one where we went in the round. Sorry, what should I expect on the day of the pregnancy? Like, like when we have to go <laughs> and it's go time. Oh. It'll be different for all of us. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'll just tell you my quick story is uh, all day things are going well. And then by evening, it's like, uh oh, the contractions are getting a little closer. And we're looking at our piece of paper. We're like, oh, interesting. It's uh, falling in within certain time frame. We got to the hospital at nine o'clock that night. Uh, they said, yeah, things are going to go well. It'll be sometime in the morning, but it didn't take, uh, like all night, nothing happened. Things slowed down in a fat, in a way. And it was uh, 20, almost 20 hours later that he came. Um, so to get to that point, it's going to be very different. Now, as soon as he was born, it was a bit of relief a bit of excitement and then the parts of now what yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely for for all three well the second and third one were easier <laughs> yeah but so for i was still i was at work until went in to uh for regular checkup and she was struggling with uh high blood pressure issues and preeclampsia and so very very closely monitored came in for a regular checkup and then she was going to stop over at work for we'll go for a quick lunch and this is still 35 weeks yeah 34 34 35 weeks in and she comes in for lunch is like yeah i'm like yeah ready to go she's like yeah we're going to the hospital tomorrow morning and we're not leaving until the baby's out so, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. We still have four weeks. Like, no, no, no. We still, still have lots of time. It's, you know, it's good. No, like, no, no. It's, it's go time. And so, okay, sure, it was four days. Yeah, four days of labor. Oh. And then. But it was, uh, for, but, but uh, four weeks early. Yeah, it was four weeks. Yeah, Sahel, Sahel was our youngest and lightest baby. Oh. Four okay. weeks early. Uh, still not considered premature still considered full term at that, at that stage 
but very like five pounds, I think just barely five pounds. And it, it turned out to be an emergency C-section. And then for the next two, there were, until it was recommended to carry on with scheduled C-sections. So that's why number two and three were a little bit more predictable because we got a date that you have to go to the hospital on both, both uh, second and third. But still there, there was, even after the third one, it, the, uh, she, she had some uh, lung issues afterwards. So it's not like it's, it's a walk in the park by any stretch of the means, but you just get through it and you just get through it. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's, uh, so when uh, Sahil was four weeks early, like he didn't have to go to, because he was considered full term, he didn't have to go to NI, what do you call it? NICU? Is that what you call it? ICU? And NICU, yeah. yeah, NICU. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was there for, I think, three nights, four nights until he showed that he was putting on a few ounces. Um, I think it was one or two ounces and then... He, he was released after a week. And then the other two were born here in BC and they're regular and I think, and this is where the mind is foggy, but I yeah. think it was uh, for, uh, a couple days and that's it. And then we, then we were out. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, the yeah, other... ours, yeah. I was going to say ours, uh, we ended up staying for five days uh, after that 20 hour, uh, I guess uh, event for the big, the big game. Yeah. Um, because when he got out, uh, there's some things they need to check, and by day three, they were saying yeah, it looks like everything's going to be okay, and we're going to send you home. But then our uh, doctor that came in the morning goes, you know, it would be okay if you could stay another night because I have a feeling, and whatever she did or saw, that he might uh, get uh, jaundice. And so if you go home, they're like, you'll probably have to come back the very next day. And then she shows us where you'll be. And we're like, well, that's not a bed. That's just a, a chair. Um, and so she recommended us staying another night or two. And yeah. sure enough, the prediction was right. Like within the two days, uh, all that stuff happened. And it was put under the machine. Um, like truthfully for us, the five days uh, was so good in terms of learning. Like when I said, now what, when he was born, it was true. It's like, well, how am I going to take care of my home? It's just me and my wife. But at the hospital for those five days, we learned so much. Uh, so we were lucky to be there in a weird little twisted way for that long. Cause we asked simple questions like, well, how do you change a diaper? How do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do that? Um, there was just so much knowledge from those nurses that we got instead of Googling it at two in the morning yeah um, just got that info and so it was bad why we had to stay but we were thankful that we got to learn so when we did get home we were more interested in just trying to get some sleep because we had all the information or quite a bit of the information we needed for the first few weeks of his life okay yeah no I, that that's good in that sense but i the one thing the one thought i had was um uh, Hold on, my computer's doing weird things. Don't do that. Though the one thing uh, I was, uh, I, I'm just wondering, like, in like you guys don't know the answer to this, but I'm just curious how, how things are going to be a little bit different during COVID. I mean, uh, I'm sure they're going to want us out in and out as possible as soon as possible, and then 
Doreen, we found out she has uh, gestational diabetes. So I know that kind of, uh, like talking to a few people here and there, I think they say that, um, you know, when you have gestational, you do have to go with the C-section. And I know that's something she really wants to avoid, but the C-section is uh, quite common from what I understand among, amongst women. Yeah, so, so it'll be really interesting to see, yeah. Yeah, we, so until had, with Sahil, until had preeclampsia and gestational diabetes. Oh. So regardless of that, it, it turned out to be an emergency C-section. And yes, it's super long for recovery. It, you can't really sit up for a few weeks or so without assistance because you've lost all your, your abdominal strength. Uh, yes, a lot more, a lot more recovery, a lot more... Um, assistance that's needed uh but yeah at the end of the day like it's it's a blur still but yeah yeah uh, at the end of the day we don't really have a lot of choice whatever do whatever you can to make sure you know the wife is healthy and the baby is healthy so that's the bottom line uh back to what i said earlier was if you do like new dads you do whatever it takes um you can complain later yeah, but definitely not to your wife because <laughs> you're not going to get the response you're looking for. But uh, you do whatever it takes because at the end of the day, there, uh, they're both recovering, right? Yeah, you've got yeah. your baby who's developing and needs you a hundred percent. Your wife will need you, period. So you do whatever it takes, and then, uh, and plus, you'll be sleep deprived, so you won't even actually care about how much stuff you're doing. You won't even have time to think um you're just gonna go 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 and you're gonna enjoy those quiet moments when you get to hold your baby yeah yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to it <laughs> it'll be uh it'll be an adventure yeah yeah well doreen was saying we didn't really expect to get pregnant and that sort of thing it just kind of mm-hmm. i think we were trying and then we were not trying and then when we stopped trying is when not really stop trying, but you know, you're like frustrated and you're like, ah, I'm tired. We don't really need to try as hard to navigate that sort of thing, right? And then, then it ended up just, that's what ended up happening, right? We were more relaxed. That, that's when these miracles happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a fertility appointment lined up and everything. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because Doreen thought there was stuff wrong with her, but you know, at the end of the day, it, uh, yeah, all good. <laughs> hey, don't worry, it's always something wrong with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and also, I, I think right now here is a very safe spot. So if you want to complain about your wife, we're all ears. So you'll keep it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody else is, is listening in. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, not nothing. I mean, you've, you've just been amazing. <laughs> That's me, all right. Tell them. No, 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 you've been good, you've been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you freak out, but I mean, we just kind of have to let that go, right? Every single time, it's like, it's too dirty in here, I can't deal with it. Yeah, she's nesting, nesting hard. So it's good for everybody. I was going to ask you, I was going to tell you a scenario, Kovir, because you're an optometrist and... And I think it's just, uh, it's, it's sad, but our, uh, our, um, my, my nephew, he's uh, nine months old and he got, 
uh, diagnosed with cancer in the eye. And uh, what ended up happening was he, uh, he ended up, um, it, it was, it was um, you know, the response was very well coordinated. So they found out that he had cancer and then they, uh, they ended up shipping, shipping him. They ended up flying him to uh, Sick Kids Canada in Toronto. And because they're kind of the experts in regards to specifically because the type of cancer he had was uh, maybe um, something that you see maybe like 2000 cases of a year. And they ended up giving him chemo, but he he crashed on the chemo. So what they ended up having to do was they uh, did surgery into the back of his eye and they inserted a uh, contact lens that slowly emits chemo over 42 days. Yeah. And so uh, it's been great in the sense that like he did respond well to the chemo and his uh, tumor is shrinking quite a bit, but uh, hopefully, um, you know, like we're not worried about in terms of his safety, he's going to be fine. It's just more so can we like, you know, hopefully we can, the, the, the procedure and the chemo can help save his uh, sight still and that sort of thing. And, it was kind of a blessing that they even found it, even though, you know, unlucky, but a blessing at the same time. But have you ever encountered cases like that before? Yes, it's, it's super, super rare. Uh, and depends on, depends on size and location of the cancer. And if it's that young, uh, prognosis depends on size and location. So not, okay. knowing, not knowing exactly no, it was- the exact details on it. It was good in the sense that they said it was good because it was encapsulated in the eye and it wasn't outside of the eye and all. So they said that part of the prognosis was, was really, uh, that that was good, that it was just in the eye. Okay, so that's a good prognosis. However, it would be, you'll probably develop a lazy eye then. So the, the best case scenario would be there's no, he doesn't lose his eye, period. That's yeah. the best case scenario, right? So. Yeah. Uh, we, to, if it's localized within within the structure, if it hasn't uh, uh, migrated anywhere else, you'll keep the eye. You, you may still have some peripheral vision. However, with it being so intricate, and you need to have that full sensory to be able to develop properly, especially at that age, the prognosis probably isn't looking good that he would be able to see clearly, very, very clearly out of that eye. Yeah. What exactly is a lazy eye? So the definition of a lazy eye is where it's basically typically where the eyes at the front of the head, the visual cortex is way at the back of the head. It's typically the wiring is never laid down correctly between the eye and the visual cortex. So all those millions and millions of wires. Now that can arise from genetics that can arise from having disease such as cataracts or cancer or some sort of blockage that the eye doesn't get enough clear information. Uh, Typically, lazy eye is refractive in error, meaning that that eye needs a very, very strong prescription for it to start developing and focusing correctly. Okay. But here's, 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 here's the, here's the dad optometry stock is that get your, get your kid's eyes checked. Every year, uh, starting from pretty much six months and up, and yeah, this was a situation where um, they brought in the kid to uh, 
look at one eye because there was a cyst. And they said, oh, we might as well look at the other eye while we're here. And they looked at the other eye and they discovered it. And they said if you had waited like two or three more months, like, you know, the prognosis would be significantly worse. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's where it gives you goosebumps to think about that. It was just by chance, right? That yeah. Said, yeah. Let's let's take a shot and take a look at the other eye. So, it's yeah, it's greatly important to keep that keep that in on tab. So, but uh, I know it's hard to speak on like any specific case, but in general, the prognosis is usually not that great in terms of saving the vision. With any type of cancer in the eye, there's probably lots of cases that. It's, it's healed to a certain extent, but once you, once you start losing particular parts of your eye to that, it from before. And it's varying. That's, that's oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the good part was that they said like, this was the earliest that they've ever seen it discovered in all their cases that they've looked at. So I'm really hopeful that uh, it, uh, it's a good prognosis, but like you said, it's, the eye is so delicate, it's, it's going to be hard to say, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll, um, I'll, give you, I'll give you some stories then, like during that first year. Yeah. Um, when you're all dazed and confused and you're just kind of going with the flow. Uh, even when you're at work, you're going to be thinking about how your <laughs> child is doing at home, how your wife's doing. But uh, when you do come home in the evenings or if it's at two in the morning where uh, like Joven, he would wake up and well, of course, I'm going to be like, okay, well, you're going to be with him all day. So I'll get up with him, take them, sit in their little recliner, hold on to him. Sometimes I fall asleep and it's like, whoa, whoa, wake up, wake up. Okay, he's still there. Okay, that's good. Um, it's just a great feeling. Now, as sad as this next story sounds, even on those cold winter days where you're like, ah, this feels so warm and you realize he's actually just peed on you um and then you're like whoa it's warm because he's peed all <laughs> over me yeah you pick him up you clean him up even that is just one of those weird little dad stories that i'll be thinking about saying eh, it's kind of cool like not that i would ask to walk around saying hey pee on me but it's just <laughs> one of those things of one of those cool memories that i'll always remember treasure not so much but remember yeah i'm i'm uh, waiting for my fair first uh, diaper brownie explosion <laughs> well i got a story for you yeah <laughs> so so see K, K, funny we're talking about pee and poo so in in sahel's nursery uh change table and until had got up in the I think late morning or, or, or early morning, same thing. It's a blur, doesn't matter what time it is. I get a howl from Angela, a howl. Yeah. Go there. And boom, I'm on. Like, okay, like this, is, this, is, this is alerts, high alert, high alert. I run yeah. over there. All I see is in Angela's hands are Sile's feet. Yeah. He has a, about four or five wipes in the other hand. And she's like gone white saying, he pooed, Colbert, he pooed. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And my, uh, <laughs> then my gaze turns a little bit over to the right. My kid has sharded, shot. Yeah. Six feet to that area. 
So there's a trail of six feet. There's there's a nice little brown. Uh, I wouldn't really call it a treasure hunt or anything or a little drop, but yeah, there's droppings. So six feet. So we we definitely got the steam cleaner out that night and got uh, got uh, heavy duty wipes and everything. So that's my uh, touching story too. So. Oh, that's that's almost a skill. That's that's crazy. <laughs> Oh, and you learn right away, Washa, like on day two or three, I'm in the hospital changing his diaper. And then all of a sudden it's like matrix style. And like, I see something coming at me and this is for boys more, right? Like there's something coming right at me and you move and there's just this stream that just goes right by. Uh, you learn really quickly. Um, Cause even at home, diaper change table, uh, pick up his diaper. And then all of a sudden, while you're about to change, there's pee that comes out. And then it goes on the wall or wherever. So you learned that, okay, sometimes you just have to open, let the air come in, but keep it there. Yeah. Keep it there just a little <laughs> bit longer. Because for him, it was, oh, cool. I have more room to pee now. And then you would just then watch it come out and then just put the diaper back on and then yeah. worry about cleaning. We actually had something on the wall uh, that we hung after the first pee on the wall incident. And uh, after we cleaned up, we were lucky enough to have the poo incidents, but we had lots of pee on that uh, cloth that we hung on the wall. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, I was also going to ask, like, uh, like out of, you know, you, like we have to do like uh, a lot of like prepping and shopping for, uh, for uh, the baby. Uh, what's like, uh, the? I don't know how to word this, but what's like the number one thing that you bought that you're like, oh my God, thank God we bought that. In preparation. Sorry, sorry, my internet was really, really choppy there. So, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was like uh, in preparation for yeah. a baby? Like, what was like the number one thing that you bought that was like, you know, like kind of almost like lifesaver? I'm glad that we that that was like a lifesaver that we picked that up. That sort of thing. Was there anything like that? Yeah, I think for, for ourselves, it was uh, two things. It was the, the Dr. Brown's bottles, just because it, it had less air in it, so you'd have less uh, burping. But yeah. grass, grass was the best thing we bought. Grass? Grass was just this drying, it, it was this plastic drying rack that you would, oh. you can stack all the, uh, all the bottles, the tubes. Yeah, yeah, we were the, looking uh, at that. All that, and that was <laughs> that was the best by by far because you still have your you know your your dishwasher, your laundry, everything, uh, your uh, drying rack for your dishes. But you have a specific area just for that, and it's a, it, it worked out fantastic. That was one of the one of one of the highlights. Um, a um, wipe warmer that we also got that was fantastic as well. Okay, battery okay. plugged in to the wall that keeps the so when you're using it on the, when you're wiping the baby, it's not a big shock to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what about you, honey? Yeah, no, those are good ones too. Like we have that drying rack after and the white warmer we never got, but uh, in a way we wish we had, but we figured it's only the first year. That's okay. We tried to warm it up, but ours was, um, I forgot the proper name, but uh, it's like a playpen um, that comes in a bag, you fold it up, right? Oh, yeah, uh, little cage. <laughs> yeah, like little cage, but the cage had like uh, levels to it. So for oh, the first okay. uh, six months, uh, Joven slept in our room with us. 
and we already had the crib set up right and we're like we don't want to tear it down and bring it into our room because we had the crib in the nursery so for the first six months we're like yeah we'll keep them here um so we had that set up and it was beautiful because while we're sleeping at night that's where he would be um during the day when we were up she would slowly start putting them into the crib but uh, that playpen thing was beautiful for that stage and then as he got more mobile and I was at work it was great because we could lower the middle part and she could put him in while she had to do whatever she had to do where she can keep an eye on him and when we traveled it was a perfect little place for him to sleep in uh, so we used it quite often for the first two and a half years of his uh <laughs> of his life okay okay yeah I'll have and to... we just happened to walk into yeah. toys r us or babies r us and it was on sale and my wife this was a few months before goes i think we might need this and it's like all right yeah i'm not gonna say no let's get it yeah, yeah. i'm glad i'm glad we got it or i'm glad she saw it okay okay <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say honey or no i agree i wanted to get one Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I have my son on there. I should have scanned it while I was there. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, she's saying she should have scanned it when we were there, but but we can, we can go, but that's just scanning. We, we can go back and yeah. grab it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, those uh, those were all uh, you know, good tips and that sort of thing. Thanks for you guys uh, sharing your experience with me. It was uh, it was uh, pretty neat and cool to cool to hear you guys talk about it. And I'm uh, I'm you know super excited and scared. I'm both <laughs> excited and scared, <laughs> but uh, you know, I keep joking. I'm just joking, but I keep like my birthday is in like like uh at the end of the month right so i'm like oh wouldn't it be a cool birthday present if the baby came early but but it'd be like a, it'd be like a month early so it'd be too early <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, being yeah. born on your birthday huh? Huh? being born on your birthday oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah my daughter and i have the same birthday oh really oh okay wow <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dan and I had to, uh, when in tapings, uh, C-section, and as soon as she was delivered, I'm sitting by Ancho holding her hand, and as soon as she was delivered, the operating room staff started singing happy birthday to me. Oh, really? Oh. So it was really, really, really neat and really touching. Oh, and that must have been. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was super amazing, super surreal, and then... And then I look over at Anchel. I'm like, hey, Anchel, so where's my birthday gift? <laughs> and that's when, that's when they gave you the baby. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's your birthday gift. That's my birthday gift. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well, thanks again for, for joining me, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, Thank no you worries. very much, Marcel. It was, yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, you guys can enjoy the hockey game now. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Pumpkin Patch Podcast. If you like what you heard, please feel free to give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And again, if you have any questions about the podcast or as well questions about your health or wellness, text me at 780-705-8871. 
and uh, have a great day and hopefully we'll chat soon. Thanks. Bye.